nice things. Hello, good evening, and welcome to another fun-packed, thrill-filled edition of Nice Things. Nice Things. Mm, very suave, dear, very suave. The antidote to modern living. And joining me, Sir Michael Libsley, this week we have... R.S.B. Benton, my name is Paul Carmichael. Hello. Ah, R.S.B. indeed. How are you doing? You all right? I'm all right. I was thinking just before that uh, when I was at live TV, working on the old soaps and things like that, in Mm. Canary Wharf, uh, we had an actor. We had some of the actors only did six months because they signed Mm. up for six months and some of them just... Parkhurst. Basically, would have been easier, dear. Yeah. Oh, no, no. They they signed up for six months and many of them were like, no, that's your alarm. I can't do another six months on the Docklands Light Railway, please. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there was a wedding day massacre, uh, which was done very cheaply. And various people were shot dead in this. And one of them was an actor called James Coombs. Now, mm-hmm. James Coombs, um, he was in Warriors of the Deep. I think he's got one line there. But he's mostly famous for being... The milk tray man. So on that subject, what the bloody hell are you wearing today? I've wore this especially for you. Right, thank you. Especially for you. Remember that shit song? Um, well, with that, it looks like Carly Minogue's back to back with you wearing a yellow cardi. This it, is. Hey, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? Well, that's all we got say. time for, folks. <laughs> I'm off. I'm away with my chair. So I am. Um, so anyway, explain right, yes. yourself. Explain myself. Okay, well then. Um, I thought to myself... We should say, actually, for ju- those just listening, what you're wearing, please describe it. I would say it's a rather beautiful black turtleneck jumper. <laughs> is it, is it it's arresting, isn't it? Is it, isn't it? is it designed it is. to show off the physique? No, God, no. I bought this when I was about five stone heavier. Four stone, five stone heavier. Hang on, what do I weigh? Six stone heavier, I bought Six... Bloody yeah, God. and um, I wore it to work once. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. And I seem to recall your opinion of it wasn't all too flattering. Was it not? Mm. I think maybe the issue was that you looked like a mime artist. I think you went in a bit harder than that. I did but, go in a little but bit we'll harder. But t- we'll take that as shorthand for what you actually said. Yes. I, I think I've got an a effeminate mime artist, but there we are, yes. I think with the adoption... Of this accoutrement, hang on, I could very much look like uh, Dennis Price in um, The Rebel. Or Nicholas Ball in Hazel. <laughs> um, I mean, what, is, that, is that like Cockney guy? It's like Ray Winston, isn't it? It's like Peter Wingard. Peter Wingard, right, I see. Oh. I have to change my top. I've got this all twazzled around this now. Well, I mean... Could you could you maybe drape the effeminate uh, yellow cardigan that's over the back of the chair over it's your shoulders? It's a towel, actually. It's a towel. Well, I'm maybe you'll look like a, effect. There you maybe go. you'll look like an effeminate mime artist, Peter I'm Wingard chap who's just been playing at. tennis. I see what you're getting at. There you go. Right, give us a sec. Okay. <laughs> Let's get the old towel round. No, Peter Wingard didn't go round with a towel round him. Well, he would have done if he'd just been in the gym. Okay, so this is him in the gym, is it? This is Peter Wingard in the gym, when it would just be a ladies-only gym, but they'd let Peter Wingard in, and he'd say something outrageous. He'd waltz in with one of them big cigs. He would, absolutely. That's the look you've gone for. quizzical eyebrow and Mm. say, well, hello, ladies. If you were a bit tanned, it'd be like watching Roger Delgado in one of those many roles where he's the Spanish ambassador. Yes, that's true. It could be like that, yeah. Uh, This... 
Yes. This is an interesting thing. Okay. Um, I've got a number of things hanging from my shelves, like old key rings and whatnot. You have? This is a medallion for those no, who are just not. listening. It's I not won, a medallion. I won this on the fur when I was a kid. The only <laughs> the only thing I ever won. Um, so it's an old penny. <laughs> right. That the enterprising <laughs> chaps who run the fur ground drilled an hole in. Right. Isn't that illegal? Pe- oh, probably. But, I mean, those... Chaps don't really bother about that. Road, fan license, all these things are just things that happen to other people. Right, um, okay. Mm. So, um, yeah, it's an old penny. And my nan was born in 1908, and the penny was 1908. Oh, so wow. I gave it my old nan. <laughs> Did she like it? Oh, no idea. It was still in the box I gave her when she died 23 years later. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm guessing not. Um, but old people have no use for money, do they? I always find that desperately sad you know my nan used to have a purse full of money because mm. when they get bedridden and whatnot turns it dark you know what i mean but um it's just there isn't it it's just accumulating well i suppose so yeah as the days sink into the sunset anyway it, yes. so uh yeah that's why i wore this top no it's to, a lovely top to make that's... you laugh excellent no it's a wonderful top i think the issue might also be that it, it's it maybe it's the angle of the camera but yeah. it makes you look like you've got a massive head and a tiny body, like a Blake Seven effect, and it they've put that. a fake body under you. Do you know what? Maybe... We'll fix that. I'm Go going on. to remove Peter Wingard's shawl. Right. And now I'm all right. Well, now you look like you're making... being CSO'd. But are we okay? Oh, it's the sunshine. <laughs> let's let's pull this blind down. Okay. I refer to this part of the day as splicing the main brace. Ah, yes. It's made no difference. Absolutely anyway, no difference um, yes. it's been a strange old weekend because I've actually done some tidying. Have you? I have, and I've excavated nice things that were long forgotten, bought Ooh. many in some cases. So I got up on the ladders, mm. books, books need doing. I bought yeah. so many new books, um, and so the downstairs bookshelves next to the fire um, were some of them too deep there were books oh. behind books yeah oh my word oh my god chaos yes chaos so what did you find i found this right so a few things Go on. i found this which is the romance of coal oh, right. which okay. was produced by richard evans and company limited of hey dot collieries uh saint Helens lanks look at that beautiful little depiction of uh a mine shaft that's lovely. Isn't that gorgeous? Yeah. So what this is, is a reprint in 1930, before uh, the coal industry was nationalised. Mm. Um, the coal was run in Adoc, certainly, my uh, home, town, place, uh, by a Richard Evans and Company Limited. Uh-huh. And in 1930, they produced effectively a propaganda pamphlet to tell us of the romance of coal. Oh, because um, they were about to, the unions were coming in in 1930. Yeah. They were well in. Uh, Labour had had its first disastrous government in 1926, hadn't it, with Ramsay MacDonald, uh-huh. the uh, infamous Zinoviev letter, which yeah. was a fake. Um, but they still brought it down. Um, brought them down. Uh, yeah, The Romance of Coal was published by the Albion Pub- Publishing Company Limited for Richard Evans and Company of Haydock, Lancashire, as a PR exercise in the early 1930s. The result was a record with the Haydock collieries and a short history of the Evans Company. All the ADOC collieries have now gone into history and the book is a valuable blah, 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 blah. But, I like the f- concluding lines, there was little uh, that was romantic about coal. 
mining in the early 20th century. It was a hard, dangerous job that claimed the lives of almost... Uh, blah, blah. So, uh, not diminishing the loss, no. by the way. Uh, RSB Benton. Um, so, TLDR. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but what I love is it's got all these things in it, like Richard Evans and company, you know, um, adverts and stuff reprinted. Oh, so they're they've, lovely. They've reprinted the whole thing. Look at this. The origin of coal. Tells you where it comes from, you know. Oh, slip back into a bit of thread then, you know. Yeah. Um, but there's Mr. Richard Evans. Look at him. He's a, he's a dead ringer for Mr. Machokum child, isn't he? Oh, he is. Look isn't at him. He? He's but there's some cracking photos in there. So I found that, which I what thought year was really is he good. from then? Um, eighteen mid eighteen hundreds. Uh, that was eighteen ninety two. Maybe. All oh, right. Okay. Hang on a minute. Let me just. Uh, I don't need glasses, but they they just look good on camera, you know. They help, don't they? Um, somehow. Eighteen thirty. Oh, there we are. It's only sixty two years out. Come oh, on, lad. That's not too bad. There we go. Have a heart, Mister C. Yeah. Um. So yeah, historical review of coal mining. I mean, you know, when you consider that. It's only about five years later, Arwell wrote The Road to Wigan Pier. I think mm. Richard Evans and Co. was sunk. Look at that. Oh. Hey, Doc Cole, lad. Oh, that's lovely. It's good, isn't it? So I found that. Uh, lovely. And a book I've looked for many, many times on this yeah. show. Um, so um, I don't know if I've ever, I don't know if you remember. I have told you. But when I was uh -huh. a kid, you know, um, you, you, you'd gather scraps of info about nice things wherever you could wouldn't you well of course there yeah. might be something in the newspaper snip got that oh that's Absolutely, interesting it's yeah. like a titchy tiny two paragraph thing mm -hmm. but oh right ralph bates was in poldark what's poldark you know what i mean and you're absolutely you start making the links from there don't you? exactly yeah so we we used to go to a lot of jumble sales because we were poor mm. and um i got this a do you remember book of television Oh, this. and I've I've lost I've looked for this forever, and it was in the double uh, books. Thing. So you got Coronation Street, Hang On Out, Till Death Us Do Part. What's bottom right there? It's sort of like Banny and and Daisy Edwards or someone from the twenties, uh, you know. Right. Um, oh, it'll probably tell. But this book, of which I've put the I repaired the dust jacket this morning because it was right. falling to pieces. Okay. Uh, so I did that using um, these that we're not going to be able to get anymore. Will Are you Cole still advertising for them? I am. Well, they're gone. I mean, my my endorsement went far, didn't it? They've gone bust. <laughs> so, um, okay. yeah, I mean, what I like about Wilco Multibacterial Surface Wipes is they're vegan. I mean, so that's tea salt, isn't it? What, what, what makes them vegan? You don't put milk in a normal wipe. What's this nonsense? I know. It's just hilarious, isn't it? Oh, vegan. It, no. Absolutely. Vegan. And... Um, yeah, yeah, vegan. Vegan. They're vegan ones. They're vegan wipes. Would you Honest look at that? God. You Honest could boil a couple of those up with a few carrots or something. Yeah. Um, so, um, let's put the dust jacket on the right way. Okay. Yes. Oh, that means Do I've stuck the back bing. No, I've not. Don't matter. Okay. It's all, okay. all right. I've not stuck the back bing. <laughs> back, back Birkin! Doing so you've been having a busy stuff. week then, a busy weekend. I've had a lovely weekend. I really That's have. I've good. just chilled. I've just good. chilled. Um, at your suggestion. Um, yes. Oh, look, there's a great picture of... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Dick Emery. That's right. <laughs> so these pictures... Oh, look at that. It's a bit of pawpaw there for you. Get on that, mate. Oh, oh, is that the Apollo 11? It is, mate. 
Which they wiped. Oh, really? The BBC haven't got. They did 11 hours Did they live. use vegan wipes? Uh, probably, yes. Uh, yeah, not in the 60s. No, no. They just, rub, they rub just a bit of beef on that, Bob. Well, it was that. <laughs> it was the usual BBC thing, wasn't it? We don't. Who wants to keep the moon landings? Oh, nonsense, ephemeral nonsense. So they wiped the tapes of all of Patrick Moore and James Burke, all gone. Well, look at this sort of thing that me as I don't know six or seven, mm. I got to dream on this kind of thing. I mean, look at a typical page in here. Look, Zed Cars, oh yeah, Blakely and Son of Man, Kathy yep. Come Home, yep. Serrano de Berger, all kinds of stuff. Oh, that's lovely, so, you see. You, I mean, as you can imagine, way up, I've, I've dropped your Dubrovniks. There you go. I'm using your Dubrovnik headphones. Oh, right, okay. Um, as you can imagine, as a kid, there's a great photo in here which I've never seen anywhere. And I'm mm. probably going to be, uh, my memory's going to cheat now. I mean, look at this. It's even shown your bloody Alfred Lynch and whatnot in here. Good it's a good book, this, you know. That's a very good book. Uh, Michael Caine. <laughs> So and I think what it does as well is, it, it, as a child, I mean, what, were you six or seven when you got six that? Six or seven when I got that. I mean, it starts off, right, it starts off with Ali Pali in early days and everything. Oh. And I suppose, actually, no, I'd have been a bit older because I think it coincided with, uh, you know, that BBC when they showed loads of clips. Was that 50 years or? Uh, 60, TV 60. Yeah, I think it coincided with that one. Was that 85, 86? Yeah, 86. 86. So I don't. Oh, actually, no, I did have this for years. Anyway, um, this book taught me that there was telly before World War Two. Do you know which, what? No, I'm talking bollocks at TV 50. Yeah, it would have been, yeah. So that's uh, 77, 78. That would have been on around there. Oh, okay. Okay. But, which I mean, might it's fit got in a bit better. Loads of Ali Pali production photos. In. Oh, look at that. It's great, isn't it? I mean, oh. what a book. It was 195 in the 70s, so, I mean. Right, that's, that's a, a fair, fair old amount back then. I think what it would have done as well, though, as a kid, of course, is you could look at that and suddenly you've got all of these associations that you could build up within telly. But then we knew where telly came from. We knew the buildings and all that sort of stuff. And there was so much of it. There was just so much telly. Compared to now, there's just not very much telly being made, is there? No, there's that photo I was looking for. So BBC Two arrives, new chapter. See that photo of Ringo and Scylla there? Yeah. Never seen that photo anywhere. Now, is that from... There's Oh, there's a Scylla Black special in Scandinavia, and I think that's with Ringo. Might be... It might he asked be her to marry him. Really? Would you marry me, Scylla? And she said... She just laughed at him. The other book that was massively important back then, mm. the library finally withdrew it. And I went in there, and the woman just gave it me, because I'd took it out that many times. Yeah. Um, the Halliwell's Telly Guide. Oh, wonderful. That is just, I mean, it's absolutely fucking humped. Oh, it because, is. Because I've read it. and re I mean, as a kid, them two books, that was the internet. Yeah. Right. And there. the thing is, because you couldn't cross check or do any sort of research yourself, you took Halliwell's at face value, and we now know it's about. 50% total balls. Oh, it's rubbish, isn't it? Yeah, I, it I, is. know it's, I know it's rubbish. But, but it's still, you know, when we go on about psychogeography and stuff, how you've uh, imprinted yeah. objects, landscapes with emotion and memory, them two are just like portals. Mm. Each book's like a portal. But yeah. uh, I also yeah, found yeah. this. Do you remember the Puffin Club in school? 
I do remember the Puffing Club. I was in the Puffing Club. I was too. Mm. And uh, that was what I got conned into buying. <clears throat> Eric Markham's book, The Vampire's Revenge. Oh. I, I only bought it because it. it was Eric, but it's Ooh, crap. It's crap. Oh. Yeah. As I well, recall, I right. got a book called The Owl Who Was Afraid of the Dark from the Puffing oh, yeah. Club uh, about an owl called Plop. And um, that was all Plop. I wanted it for. It was called The Owl Was Called Plop. Um, I didn't enough. care that it was afraid of the dark, really. I just wanted to hear the name being said a lot. Uh, I think I got my Time Flight <clears throat> novel from there. Love a Time Flight novel, me. It's got to be the mm. photo cover. It's got, <laughs> it is the photo cover. I've got all of season 20 in photo covers. Oh, you see, Apart that's lovely. Apart from one, they only released later, didn't they? Which one? <coughs> There's one they didn't novelise at the time, I think. Are they all done? Oh, am I doubting JNT? He had them all done, didn't he? I reckon he'll have got them all done. All yeah. of them will be out there. Also, I you might notice think. Bar Pineapple Aid. <laughs> How's about that? Right. Where's a blast from the past and no mistake? What's kid? going on here? What's that about? Bar Pineapple Aid? Yeah, no, well, you, you're turning up with some strange new things. I mean, you've got the Peter Wingard and you've got Bar yeah. Pineapple Aid. What is that sort of indicative of one of those 70s cocktails? It, it doesn't feel like one. You really should have that in a nice glass, shouldn't you? I need to stink of aftershave as well, don't I? I, 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 I bet you could just smell aftershave looking at this top. Oh, absolutely. It's aftershave and Benson and Hedges ben mix in. They, we, you see that? If you put that together as an essential mm. oil, oh, yeah. right? Uh, Brute and mm. Benson's, you know. Put that in your back. oil, but I'd feel so comfortable though. Straight back to the seventies with that. Yeah, just everything's okay. On hot days, the smell that came out of a pub. Oh yeah, you'd be hit with a wall of it as you walked past, and it was like aftershave, fags, and mm, piss. Well, I think that's got worse since the smoking ban. But that smell was just—it was like um, a bisto, wasn't it? Well, that's it. It was the heady mixture that you know there would have been piss in there, I suppose. Well, but, there'd have to be some piss. Yeah, but it's that lovely that concoction of all of that, and that was just the smell of pub. Pub. Oh, and I'm I'm very glad I got to go to the pub before the smoking ban kicked. And when was that? Late nineties, ninety nine. No, two thousand eight. Was it? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, well, I'm very glad I frequented before that. It is, it is sometimes quite jarring when you see people smoking in the pub, isn't it? And you kind of, you uh, well, normalised now, isn't it? We'd, well, completely. If someone lit up now. in a pub, we'd all be like, <gasps> you know, <clears throat> like they'd uh, took a dump on the bar or summer. Um, <laughs> maybe not, <clears throat> but um, yeah, seen that done by the way. Really? Oh yes. Where did you see that done? Dublin. Was this right? Was it an act or no? Because I suppose that the chattering classes that had got away with it being an act. Okay. This was every year. Me and my mate used to go to Dublin for uh, Paddy's Day, of course. Oh, okay. And we used to go to Temple Bear, oh, and yes. um, and get um, get thoroughly monstered to be. Temple honest. Bar's lovely. Temple Bar has got uh, a pub called the Shakespeare, right? And from the mm -hmm. outside, it looks like a traditional Irish pub. And you open the door to the Shakespeare and you go inside. And suddenly, it's like you're in a Chinese pub. All the staff are Chinese. All the patrons are Chinese. It's Chinese decoration. Everyone's the Shakespeare. I love that. 
I've never been. I, I, the one <coughs> I remember was on a corner. It was like a really long name, the noble someone or other, dr jum, John Drum Tool or something, you know? Goes round a corner with a red front. Yeah, that's Yeah, it. I know where you mean. God, man, we got so pissed. Mm. Like, more pissed, I think, than I've ever been in my life. Did in you, my life, by the did way. Did you, by any chance, end up going to do the, the wonderfully named Abra Kebabra? I didn't eat meat then. And no, ah, right. Oh, Abracadabra. Just wonderful. I love anyway, the name. It's I a wonderful name. The first time I heard that pun is in Paul and Pauline Carve's video diaries. Really? And he's, uh, yeah, when uh, Patrick Marber. Yeah. Patrick Marber Patrick turns Marber. up as Spiros, the Greek fella who's going to marry Pauline. And he's in the back of the car. And you get the first inkling he's not all he seems. And um, Darren. Paul Calf's mate is going on about abracababra and uh, he's like uh, then Marbra Spiros drops all his uh, hey how are you doing where have you been and all this business that he's doing mm -hmm. to be a Greek guy and he's like that oh yeah over in Ottle I know it nice place and he just says that in a northern accent and they're all like looking at him what was this in are you all right, dear? I wasn't listening, partly. I real Well, I was looking at this nice thing I've got, which I doesn't know. Oh, that's nice. I it lost focus. Matter. I'm back with you now, and the boys and girls it, enjoy it. Really it really doesn't matter. I, no, no, no. Matter. Spiros, it, good. It was, just, it was just boring. Um, Look what I found in my pocket again, a noggin. This week has been visited by ghosts. Right. We should explain spooks. what's happened. And the we old should. spooks to ghosts. This is the thing, because the thing I said to you before... I swear that's true. I happened to go up there. I've had no reason to go up there. And it's like, boom, there it is. Explain. It's there. You thought it was in your house. You did. Well, I and mean. It's right, explain to the boys and girls. All right. Okay. So, we did some filming the other week. We did. You say there were three cameras. There were three cameras. I brought two cameras back to do right. some more filming. Uh-huh. Okay. I took one. All right, so that still leaves three. That's safe. Yes. Right. Okay, now, the other day, I was returning the two cameras mm -hmm. and two power supplies. I had them in a bag. Right. Now, to the best of my recollection, and this is why I was almost late the other day, mm. I took one camera out of the bag, yep. put a memory thing in it, did the filming, did a little bit, right, cool, switched it all off, took the memory stick out, went in the kitchen, where my MacBook is, put it in the MacBook, got the footage off it, then I can wipe the memory stick to go back in the camera. Absolutely. I go into the front room. Yes. Fuck have I put the camera? Couldn't find the camera. Okay. Went over to the bag. Two power supplies and a camera. I was like, I just took a camera out of that. Anyway, over the past, I turned everywhere upside down. I couldn't find it. Mm -hmm. So, and this is what started the book shortage yesterday, really. Because oh. I got the ladders out and did what I call taking up the helicopter. Which is like going up above the floor. It sounds not like something else you might do while stresses the milk tray, man. Not, but not, do go uh, on. Not, not taking it out the helicopter, no. <laughs> um, so I got up there. Now, when you returned those cameras to me, yes. there were two vital bits of, of equipment you didn't return. Because without them, my tripod won't work. These little noggins. That's it. All right. So you. So those little noggins were sat in my kitchen in a little Ming Dynasty bars thing I've got. Yeah. So ready to come back. And then yes. I brought them in, and there you go. 
and you gave them to me and I put both these little daft things that fit in the tripod in the coin bit in my wallet. Correct. I got home. Uh-huh. I made a brew. Yep. Opened the MacBook, sat in the kitchen, right, drinking me brew. Ooh, them noggins. Noggins. Uh-huh. Sounds like a Charles Dickens character, doesn't it? You know. It does. Um, put them down in front of me, those two noggins. Uh-huh. Went to go upstairs to put them back in the tripods. People are just switching off in droves here. Um, <laughs> and there was only one on the worktop. I was like, oh, for fuck's sake, thinking I'd knocked it on the floor. Da, 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 da. Uh-huh. Anyway, that was some weeks ago. Looking for the camera the other day. It's pl- it's it's feasible. It's plausible. I put it on the top shelf. Okay, I'm going to check up the helicopter goes up. I'm up the ladder. No camera, one noggin. Now, how the hell... How the hell has that got on the top of the bookcase? And you no. haven't got a spur of those. You've got two. I've of got those two for the two tripods. I bought those tripods when I was a photography student. When I was about, I don't know, eighteen or something. And right. um, I've still got them, so there I don't want to lose me noggins at this age. Dear. Absolutely not. No. Although, yes. Yeah. Then, yes. No. <laughs> camera wise, then. So camera let's wise, just... I come in. Right. Yeah. And I'm feeling a bit crestfallen um, because I've only brought one back and I know you need three. Right. Right. So I'm feeling, oh, Christ, how am I going to explain this? So the only explanation I could give you is the ghost. Right. So, hang on, have you brought that camera in? Yeah. Oh. What, have we still only got two? Well, we've still only got two then. Oh. Oh. oh well, that's that story, folks. So, um, <laughs> oh no, any, I uh... thought I thought you still have one. Oh well, that's a, oh no, that's a terrible story. No. Oh, it's terrible. We'll have to cut that. That, that has to go. Although that the noggin bit, we could keep Noggins. the noggin bit. So Ooh. anyway, I was in Dublin. Yeah, fella took a shit there on the bear. But one thing we'd always wanted to see all week, my mate kept seeing this sign for the busserus, mm. and he just thought it was like some you know giant fiberglass dinosaur or something. Yeah, and all week he was like, "I want to see the Basarus." <laughs> um, anyway, we found out when we were leaving the place that mm. the Basarus is just like you know the terminal in Liverpool, the big yeah. round bit the buses go round. It's a Basarus. Oh, so we were a little disappointed. Anyway, on the day that the man took the crap on the bar, yeah, we were meant to get the sea cat, like you know that ferry thing. What? Why did the man take a crap on the bar? I didn't ask him. So. It wasn't that... I mean, he wasn't mentally... It, right, I'll explain. So we were meant to get up and at him at 10am, yeah. out the hotel, right. and get down the ferry port to get yeah. the ferry to Liverpool. Right. Right. Okay, that was the plan. All right? But it was bad weather that day, so there were no sea cats. Right. So we ended up just in this mad pub. Uh, right, apart from the guy taking a shit on the bar, uh, yeah. I saw a man... Right, drunk, fall from a very high stool and just land on all fours and wake up. <laughs> he woke up, got back on his stool and started drinking his pint again. That's, That's the kind impressive. of pub it was, honestly. Right, okay, okay. Honestly. So the, someone taking the woman a crap in there, on the bar wasn't out a, the ordinary. The woman serving did a line of coke off the till. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what? And we're sat there with our cases. It was like train spotting, mate. Right, okay, got you. Anyway, it was near the Becerras, so we stayed there, you know. Mm. We didn't want to be getting too far from, don't know where we are, you know what I mean? You can imagine me and my milk tray gear. Mind you, I I wasn't in the milk tray gear because I was 12 stone heavier. 
mm. really, really longer, mm. big mud beard, right? Um, you should get a beret, but do continue. A beret, okay. Yeah, that would work. Um, so, uh, yeah, and I had this big blue jacket. Right. right. You know, remember, like, Parkers came back into fashion about 20 years ago. Yeah, super grouse seemed to be wearing them a lot. Yeah, all them, yeah. Liam Gallagher and whatnot. And I, yes. I was like, oh, great, I've always wanted a parker again. Didn't have mm. one in school because we were poor. Mm. Uh, so I got one anyway. So I'm in a big parker with me case. Lots right. of hair, lots of beard, massive belly, all that business. And it's just like you could not get on a bus to get you to the ferry port because they've been cancelled. There was like 12 hours of ferries that have been cancelled. So anyway... The next thing, boom, these lads bustle past us, like proper big lads, you know what I mean? Mm. And uh, the next thing, it's just like, open the door, open the door, open the door. And it's like, and they open. All right, you're on here with those lads, you're going to Ferryport. And it was like that. Yeah, we are. Yeah. Right, we're on here, we're on here, you're all right, you're, we're on here. All right, we're on here. And the next thing, we're on this bus, cases and that. And the driver's leaning round, shouting of us, I'm for a wedding, lads. I'm not for the, I'm not for the, I can't. I'm for a wedding. I've been hired. And the lad, the lad at the front, the ringleader chap, he's just, just fucking simmer down. I'm going to fucking simmer down. Let's have a fucking whip round for the driver. Let's have a fucking whip round. So the next thing, there's like a fucking hat or whatever in your lap. And it's like, I put a quid in. Put a fucking mingy cud. Put a fiver in. Okay. So I put a fiver in. Anyway, the next thing, they're up the top with the hat of money. And he's like, I'm for a fucking wedding, lads. Would you fucking ever fuck off? You know? And he's like, Dad, come on, man. Come on. What do you pay you on this fucking shitty job? What the fucking... Anyway, it's all fucking... Going on yeah. at the front, you know? And um, anyway, the next thing, the driver's just like, ah, oh, fuck it then. And took the cat. <laughs> and the next thing, next thing, we're off. We're, we're on our way to the ferry port. Hooray! Everyone cheered. And they're drinking all these. They had a hold all full of bottles, you know, with the optic bits on. Yeah. They probably just swiped them all out of bar. What the fuck do you do? See the prices down there. So um, they've just got the optics, putting them on the teeth. Anyway, we get to the ferry port. Right. And then yeah. the fella could fuck off and, and do his wedding, you know? Mm. We get to the ferry port, and there is just like queues. Like, beyond queues. Yeah. There's been no ferries for about 12 fucking hours, you know? Mm -hmm. Anyway. Or anyway, as they say. That's how you can spot if you've got a mate who's got Irish parents, you know? Really? Yeah. They say Annie. Instead yeah, of Annie? Yeah. yeah. They say, oh, yeah. So there'll be somebody who talks like me. So, yeah, we went down there, but they didn't have Annie. And it, you'll just notice that little bit. I've never heard you sound like Jerry Adams when you No, said I that don't have Irish parents. Oh, right, okay. I'm saying if you know somebody who's just a scouse or whatever, if they've got Irish parents, they'll say Annie. It's one of those little peculiarities that creeps through. There anyway, I digest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I dive somewhat. Digest? Di di diverge. That'll do. Yes. So, uh, I diverged. Anyway, mm. so there's this big queue of like millions of people with cases waiting for the big ferries they're going to bring across to take all the sea cat people on. Yeah. So, all right. Fuck that queue. <laughs> it's just the, the cry went up from the, the ringleader, you know. Um, uh -huh. And the next thing, he grabs me by this arm, grabs me mate by this arm, and we're being marched through at rapid speed by these lads. Out the way, out the way, out the way. And they're pointing at me, and it's like, he's got fucking Johnny DeWolf here, got Johnny DeWolf here, out the way, out the way. And it's like, he's pointing at me mate who had um, 
you're like North Face jacket on. Yeah. And he's like, he was Alpine Joan. There's fucking Alpine Joan. <laughs> and Johnny DeWolf out of the way, out of the fucking way. And there's families and stuff. And they're just like, out of the fucking way. It's like they meant it. And oh, yeah. To the front of this queue. And there's like disabled children and stuff. Out of the way, it's Johnny DeWolf. Johnny DeWolf here, no. And everyone's just like, well, it's obviously someone famous. Johnny DeWolf and Alpine Joe, you know? Yeah. Let him on the ferry. They've got to get yeah. to London to do a fucking gig, right? <laughs> and he gives the spiel at the front to the people with earpieces and the uniforms on, not coppers, but the ferry operators, the guys yeah. who say you can't cover. He gives them all the spiel about how we, you know, got to get back, got to get on this ferry. We've got to get on this ferry. You know, it's Alpine fucking Joe. <laughs> stood there and me mates stood there and we're just like we've just been literally they probably spotted us at the old Basaris you know and they thought oh, get, yes. get that pair of fucking feckless bastards on the bus did it Let's work did you get on the ferry we got on the ferry oh. I do not know how announcing that you've got Johnny DeWolf and Alpine fucking Joe here Wonderful. worked yes I've, I, honest to God I've googled it over the years both Johnny DeWolf uh-huh. and Alpine Joe. Yeah. Now, I nothing. can only presume it was the beard, the hair, the belly. I was Johnny DeWolf and they uh-huh. just made it up, you know? <laughs> and because he had on like a North Face jacket. Hmm. Remember, everyone used to wear that skiing gear. Oh, yeah, yeah. And because he had like yeah. all that skiing gear on, hmm. he was Alpine fucking Joe. <sighs> the creativity is staggering. They got isn't on it? the, right? As soon as we got on the ferry, we were literally dropped. Get a well, fuck, yeah. get a fuck <laughs> off. Well, not even a fuck off. It was just like, they just went. And we got into the bar, and I'll tell you something, mate. As my mate said at the time, and the reason we used to do the ferry is because I would never fly in the old. Well, yeah. Um, and I remember the night before, I was like calming myself down because I'd, I'd managed to get myself frightened of ferries by the time, you know? Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, he went. That fucker's deep, you know. <laughs> what the what is it? The Irish Sea. The Irish Pretty Sea. Pretty fucking deep. Uh, and well, he, anyway, is, come on. Anyway, we got on the ferry and right. they fucked off and they stayed in the corner on the Rowlett uh-huh. all the way to Liverpool. In fact, it wasn't Liverpool. We got took to Newport. Is it in Wales? Oh, not Hollyhead. Uh, yeah, around there, whatever yeah, that is. Yeah, yeah, Hollyhead. They I have to, to say, yeah. I, I was a bit pissed by the time we arrived, well, you know. yes. Should have yes. left 12 hours early. Oh, my God. But there you go, yes. Yeah, Magnificent. So, so Alpine I'm, Joe, yeah. is, is, I've Googled both of them over the years, because I thought maybe there was some reality show or something. You know, Johnny DeWolf's on it. Mm. The people seemed to know who we were, but that was sheer, like, you know, force of personality by these fucking lads oh, who just went and sat there and gambled all the way with the big hold all of optics and all. Wonderful. These characters. Absolutely know. wonderful. I'm I mean, for a fucking wedding, lads. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're fucking not. Well, when I, I mean, when I've done the flight to Dublin, I used to do that quite often for a little while. And I think on the first time I flew out, carrying costume in the bag and all that. Oh. That was where I needed a walking stick for the character, I decided. So I had the walking stick with me, and I just sort of, like, put it down and relaxed with it for a moment whilst we were in a queue, and suddenly I got, um, would you like to come to the front? I was like, <laughs> yes, I would. 
I would, and, and so straight into the walk, and then I'm up to the front, and that was the same. I've no doubt there were people more in need than I, but suddenly you're being told, would you like to come to the front? I mean, I wasn't dragged, so I don't have that excuse. And the next time I flew over, I took the stick with me again. I didn't really need it. And on that occasion, I got to go in one of the little vans, you know, that they drive luggage around in. I, got taken. <laughs> I was in my element with that. Absolutely magnificent. I think, I think you should get the stick back, mate. Oh, I've got the stick. The stick's just in the shed. I, I, I might just start using... I, I mean, uh, now I've got probably cause to some days. It's silly not to. von Smodhausen. <laughs> you could both have a little gang. There we are. <laughs> oh, um, well, yes. I, I think I've, I, I feel like I've dominated the chat here, you know. So oh, that's uh, quite all right. Um, yeah. What nice things have you got this week? Nice Mr. things. Nice things, nice things. Well, I mean, well, there's been some records. Oh, vinyl. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, uh, um, well, I meant to ask you before on air. I got you something today. Do you want it showing on air or do you want it in person? Oh. You have a think about that. I'll have a think about that. Yeah. I'm going to say on here because I can't wait for this sort of thing. Right. But that, oh. Yeah. Anyway. I see where we're going. Well, first of all, where we're going is this. And this is thanks to Simon, to our lovely friend Simon. Thank you, Simon. Memories of steam. There we go. So, oh. Just Who's the geezer, mate? Train the... signs. It's the same chap. It's Kenneth Granville Atwood. Same as last time. Have um, you done any looking into who that fellow was? I haven't yet, and I do need to. But this one, again, it's a different record label. This is Hallmark who published this one. But again, it's 1968, but all different recordings. Kenneth Granville Atwood must have just spent all of 1968 recording trains all over the country. Jeez. Absolutely. Oh, lovely. And then off the back of that, I picked up, because we've been talking a little bit about ghost box records and things. Yeah, so, yeah thanks um, to Simon, actually. It was it was all new to me. Well, that's that's clay pipe music, isn't it? This is clay pipe music, similar. Um, Who, thanks to you, I've switched Simon onto, because he wasn't aware of these. Oh, clay pipe are wonderful. So this is uh, Gilroy Mir, um, and their album... That cover is startling. Sorry, isn't mate, it but beautiful? that is really well done, the depth. Of, it's not some effect on it is it no no it's not that's just artistry mate but i haven't finished yet okay wait till you see this so you've got this lovely picture now that the album is entirely inspired by the line closures brought in by dr beeching which you i know, think I, is I, 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 you had me at the cover mate oh uh, well i've got to get one once you go into the cover, though, this is the most wonderful thing. And I would never make this, but it's nice to know I could if I wanted. It's a, a cutout uh, so that you can build Adelstrop Station and stick wow. it together for your train track. Oh, mate, that is just Isn't beautiful. that? Isn't that lovely? That's um, proper. That is proper. How much was that? 20 quid. That is just free. And the music's lovely. It's that lovely... Well, it's the it's the old paragography stuff, you know, of just listening to the landscape and letting the landscape inspire you, and that's where that one, one comes from. I've got that cover, the painting. Oh yeah, it is it reminds me of? Um, I mean, obviously Edward Hopper. There's the back. Yeah, I mean, it's got that Edward Hopper sort of vibe to it, but it's who's the guy in the twenties? Not Greater X, something X. The guy you Rivolet, Rivolet, Oh, you know the chap? I sent you all that lovely stuff of the fields and stuff. The fields there, Paul, you know? Oh, Rivolo, yeah. Is it Rivolo? I think it's, yes, it's Rivolo. Oh, 
oh, his tube paintings. Beautiful. Oh, but that really remind the depth of field, that is someone who oh, knows what they're doing. Absolutely. It's a beautiful drink. And the music's beautiful. And then you get lovely bits of spoken word weaving in. So, pardon me. So that's that was a lovely thing that's turned up. Um, it, that and then, is gorgeous. Seeing it in the flesh, man. It's, oh, it's absolutely lovely. It's a gorgeous record. So, um, uh, and then RSB, Benton, I uh, had a phantom <laughs> order turn up, um, which is... I, pure Paul porn. Is that this what they're is, called now? There we go. It is, yes. There we go. So this is uh, a blue Peterborough. Alex Ledger wrote this. Now, Alex Ledger from about 1975 until the late 90s, I think, was a producer on Blue Peter. But producers on Blue Peter didn't just produce. So you know when you see the clips of Noakes going to the top of Nelson's column and stuff like that? Because you forget, there's a poor bloody cameraman who's got to go up there first. And that's Alex Ledger. It's the same with Fred Dibner, isn't it? I mean, it is, yeah. you know, you watch Fred stuff mm. and you're just like, oh no, I showed it. And by the way, I know you don't like the sound of this, but it's I like it. Mm. There's um, reaction videos on YouTube of American construction workers watching Fred. Oh, I'd watch you know, that. Get up a chimney. It's right. really, it's just, they're just like, Whoa, they cannot believe it. And and when I lived over there, I showed it people and they react. But there's a guy up there. That's it. There's a guy up there, and he's got an awful lot of different jobs to do. You know, he's got to film yeah. it, he's got to sound record it, he's got to do the lot while he's hanging from a bit of rope. That's like, whoa. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's some skill. Anyway, so that was... hardcore, mate. That was Alex Ledger. And if I remember, in the introduction, someone says something about... Uh, it was impossible to be a Blue Peter presenter without wondering whether you'd survive an Alex Ledger film shoot. <laughs> Wonderful. I'd love to inspire that sort of confidence. So it's his diaries from when he worked on Blue Peter. Um, so that is almost the winter book pile complete. Wasn't that a steal, though? Oh, yes. That was, uh, what was it? £1.70. Oh, man. you got to love that. Plus, and you know what, and it and it is, it's full colour. I bet it was throughout. about twenty quid that new. Oh, it was a fur old whack originally. I, hang on, it's like it doesn't even say. Oh, so that's yeah. But anyway, if you've got an ASCII, you can't afford it. Precisely, but that's a yeah. lovely thing. And I did also pick up because I I thought I should. Um, Justin Hopper's The Old Weird Albion. I I trust that you've read this. No. Oh, it's Tell this. Me this. That I love the cover. Oh yeah. Uh, well, it's it's a psychogeography book. Essentially, it's a journey around the south coast of England. <clears throat> we were discussing this. I remember now, and we were. Um, um, I brought up H. V. Martin's book. That's right. Yeah, in search um, of England. And this is uh, this is sort of a very well, it's incredibly well regarded. All book. right, send it's... me the link. I'm having one. Good. There we go. Because of course we're looking into doing something a little hauntological. Well, we are. Moment, we? Yeah, we so... are. We've got uh, planning meetings to go. So to. we have. So that's all decent research. So there's been a few nice things, you know, that have turned up, which has been rather enjoyable this week. However, we should say, of course, something we forgot to mention last week is uh, the death of Sir Michael Gambon. Wow. Yeah, I thought we did. I don't think we did. I think, no, we totally forgot about it. Did we no mention Mr. Gambon? We well, didn't. God. Oh, the voices rich as Christmas pudding. So, um, yeah, Gambon, an absolute 
Oh, legend. I mean, the singing detective. If that's where you first encounter him, you're in for a treat. Well, Simon was saying that when he was at the National, Gambon was in the other auditorium or whatever it was. Mm. So they were in one bit and he was in the other. Yeah. Um, in the play Simon was in, I think he said Judy Dench was in it. Right. But obviously Gambon got the big theatre. Yeah. And he said, um, you know, in the dressing rooms every night, you could just hear him coming through the walls, that voice. Oh. You would, um, though. So Simon was lucky enough to meet him. Oh, you know. um, wonderful. But well, it, that could have been... So one of the things I, lo- I read this week about him, which I absolutely love, is he was doing Lear, and it was a long run of Lear, right? And he's got Pete Postlethwaite in there. Pete Postlethwaite's playing Kent, okay? Which, compared to Lear, Kent's not really a bad role to have. There's just a lot to say, but you're fine. Yeah. Anyway, so they're coming to the end of this run, and it's the afternoon show. They've got the afternoon show and the evening show to do. And at this point, Gambon knows that Postlethwaite, he's got the taxi booked, he's <laughs> getting to the airport as soon as the curtain's down, and he's off. And he's been going on about his holiday for absolutely ages, for just ages, and Gambon's like, oh, yes, holiday is it, all the time. And in the afternoon show, where um, Leah is meant to banish the Earl of Kent... And he just dismisses him from the court. This is when Gambon turned <laughs> turned round to Postlethwaite and said, And you, fuck off to Corfu! <laughs> Isn't that Brilliant. wonderful? Brilliant. Wonderful. Um, oh, I love Gambon. Absolutely loved him. Uh, controversial opinion. I don't, I, I don't appear to be very keen on the singing detective. Really? Yeah, it's all that sort of skin cream and stuff. It's just... I can't be doing the, with the it. prosthetics sort of thing. No, just the you know the squelchy noises when it's getting put on and whatnot. Yeah, I'm quite squeamish about shit like that for some oh, reason. That's mm. odd. Mm. Okay. I know. I know. Maybe I need psychoanalysis. I think but, you might uh, do. But yeah, Spot I don't know. Do it's just harm. I can't abide all that sort of squelchy. That yeah, sort of... you know, and it's it's it just it's. I, I suppose I, I I have a mental association with pain, and he must be in pain, and it makes me feel in pain. And I suppose that's testament to his acting, isn't it? You know, the, the, the yeah. viewers in simpatico with the character. But then I suppose the upside of that is if you're feeling like that, then you should really enjoy it when Joanne Wally Kilmer wanks him off under the duvet. Yeah, I suppose so. But I find that distasteful as well. <laughs> so there's that as well. I am, okay. as you know, I, I was brought up by Victorians. I know, and, I know. You, know. you know what it's like. Yes. Um, there's a place for that stuff, and it's not on the television. Right, okay, Mrs. Whitehouse. Yeah, it's more like Whitehouse. Um, um, <laughs> I'd have got on well with her. Um, but um, this week, on mm. Friday, it was a lovely end to the week, actually. Um, yeah. Went to the local theatre, uh, the Brindley, and saw Griffin. Oh. The Mighty, the mighty Griffin. Um, is that I, an album this, you got? This is the it? new album, yeah, it was on sale. Oh. Um, at the venue, and of course, got them all to sign it. Well, of course. Do you know what? That was such a good night, and and thankfully it was packed out, which is fantastic because people around here don't get off their ass. Yeah. <clears throat> but I presume with um, you know um, a band like Griffin, they probably come from quite far away because there's no other gigs. Very met in November. Mm. Um, but um, oh, Paul, you did loved it. I, I really wish. That we had our act together and we could do things like plan things, you know, and you could have come over because Brian, obviously Brian Gulland, um, yeah, yeah, you know, he played baritone sax 
and um, bassoon for us at the Philharmonic gig the other week. Yeah. So Wonderful. I had. Um, I loved that. I what was that? Yeah, the bassoon that he had. Yeah. But what Contra- sort of bassoon was it? Contra bassoon. Oh, the sound that I made. think if he's listening to the, he won't listen to this. No, but he if doesn't he is. Uh, interface with the 21st century, and I admire Very that. Wise. Yeah, I do actually. Um, but um, they're so good, and they're such like wonderful human beings as well. I mean, that that that's the thing. There's, mm. there's just no ego on display at all. Um, and Andy, <clears throat> the flute and uh, whistle player, and many little weird saxophones and stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, Andy did a song. It was the third number, and um, he said his uh, brother wrote it, uh, and his brother died at fifteen. Okay. And so um, all his brother wrote on this piece of music was a bit of music by me, and it's on the album. Oh, that's lovely. So uh, I'm delighted about that. Such a lovely man, but they're they're all really really nice people. Yeah. Um, and they just need a bigger audience because that that gig the other night was just. It's weird, like, because I wanted to watch it, you know. Hmm. But I found myself shutting my eyes and just drifting off. Yeah. You know, it was <clears throat> it was that good. Um, but it, music can be so transportative, can't it? I think especially... <clears throat> it, the, there's a very specific sound, isn't there? Because how long have they been working together now? Well, they started in 1972. They did uh, Midnight Mushrooms, which was the music from a production mm. of... Wasn't it Leah? I can't remember now. I think no, it was. No, The Taming of the Shrew, wasn't it? Was oh, it? Hang on. Is that a Shakespeare play? The Taming of the Shrew, it is, yeah. Yeah, The Turning of the Screws, MRG. There's one that says it? to a young lady, now just shut up and crack on, and she does. <laughs> it's not the most politically correct one. Um, hang on, the, let's have a look. Go on. But there is no, a sound, isn't there? A very specific sound that I think falls between about 68 and 72 in music it's 74 this actually but yeah it's still production swells I I think Um, which I forgot actually I got another thing whilst you're looking at that didn't I which was this uh, from Genesis to Revelation I I seem to be old enough now to start buying Genesis LPs but the production on this it was the Tempest Paul there you go isn't that a production you're about to do Mm, yes. It's the music they wrote for Peter Hall's production of The Tempest. They got all these guys from the Royal College of Music, maybe. <coughs> and uh, maybe one could come to some form of arrangement with mm, these chaps. It might be quite nice to come to an arrangement on this, mightn't mm. it? Um, but there is there's a richness of sound, isn't there, on all of these sort of things. This one, so Genesis to Revelation, that I also picked up this week. Yeah. The, That's a strange the, cover for it. Is it? Yeah. I think, well, it said it was just the usual sort of like, sort of original. Am I one. getting mixed up? I don't actually own that album. Do you not? No. It's uh, absolutely stunning stuff. The, oh, it's the, great. Yeah, I've got uh, it on um, recording, like, obviously. Yeah. Oh, you're quite right. That is the cover. I thought the cover was. No, the cover was different. It was written in script across the top. All oh, right, okay. Yeah, it's but it's a of... wonderful album. But it, it's that richness of production, the the strings, the use of, of of orchestra, presumably, which is only a very few people, and then it's just you know in production it's enhanced. But the richness of the music no, from that period no, is just done it. They'd really done it live. Oh. Yeah, I mean you're talking 1968, 69. I think 68. That yeah. Well, EMI bought the first eight track recorder in the country, hmm. uh, and Ringo always joked, you know, they were. You know, they were so tight they didn't buy a plug to put on it. Um, the Beatles ought to send out for the plug. Um, 
Maybe eight track, but it would they would have done the they would have done the orchestra in one hit. You see mm. all those recordings of the Beatles doing all you need is love and the great thing about the orchestra is that it's designed, isn't it, so that they do balance naturally the instruments. Yeah, that's what you mean the actual physical layout. Yeah, yeah, the whole thing, if you know how to record it. Oh yeah. Know, well, that's it. You're always going to be in the same sections. Your, your violins will always be over here. Your cello's over there. Your woodwind there. So you, I mean, if you know that, then I suppose you can record it skillfully. But uh, it's yeah. a, it's a fascinating album. It's not polished. It's a, production feels feels lovely, but it's it's a bit unsure of itself on occasions when it goes it's, from track to track. It's tra- track very to track, rather <clears throat> for a group of fifteen year old lads mm. who were still at school. To record anything, <clears throat> yeah. But, I mean, that album's fair. Do you want? Uh, do you want me to tell you the the little token I bought you then? You decided. Yes, go on. Yes, please. You want to see it? Yes. All right. I had a very interesting uh, Sunday morning going collecting this. It was free postage. Why? Why? He switched it at the last minute. I have to say, it was a fair deal of trepidation going to get it because it was meant to be near Wigan. Right, right. and then it was this morning. I've got to go in work. I'll mm. meet you in Warrington, not just Warrington, the other side of Warrington. So there's me on a, a Sunday morning pootling over the bloody Thelwall viaduct. Yeah, it's just like, what, what's going on? How did yeah. I get here? You know, this is a Sunday morning for God's sake. I'm on the. Were Thelwall you dressed as the viaduct. milk tray man when you did this? No, that would I, wouldn't, help. I wouldn't go out dressed like this after what you said. Well, no, that's good. You'd have to dive off the aqueduct and things. So yeah. So um. Yeah, I met him on an industrial estate on right. the other side of Warrington, you know. Mm. Anyway, enough about that. Uh, for you, yes. I did that. Right, well, you ready? <laughs> okay, I'm ready. There you go. Oh! Foxtrot by Genesis. Oh! Because of a track called Supper's Ready. Uh-huh. Wait till you hear it. Oh, it is magnificent. I think it's 17, 18 minutes. Oh, lovely. Oh, man. Oh, thank you. All the oh, lyrics. Look at that. It's one of the best albums you'll ever hear that. What year is that from? I think it's 72. Oh, proper. Walking across the sitting room. Have a look. Have a look. I turn the television on. <laughs> you'll like that line. I, I will like that line. Does he oh, mention God, that he watches great, man. Crossroads? It's such it? oh, a cool. good album. Yeah. Walking across the sitting room, I turn the television off. Sitting beside you, I look into your eyes. As the sound of motor cars fades in the night time, I swear I saw your face change. It didn't seem quite right. And it's hello, babe. With it's great, mate. Oh, Supper's that ready. wonderful. Is it Phil Collins yet? Yeah. And oh. that's really worthy at the stride, to be quite honest. Well, okay. I'm dubious um, about him. I can't help. Oh man, this is a glorious. It's better than my one. This ah, but it's it is a reissue. I've just noticed. Oh, that's that's okay. That's fine. Because you've got the charisma logo, Tony Stratton yeah. Smith, and you've got the Virgin logo, the Virgin logo. You know. All right. Uh, so that's yours, dear. Oh, thank you very much. Why did you have to go to Wigan to get that? I did. Oh, because I'm a absolute <laughs> lunatic sometimes. Right. Have you ever? Got, do you ever do? Do you ever do two days in one? What, where I overdo it and do far no, too much? No, no, no. Um, how do I describe this best? Right. Here's this day I'm doing. Right. Right. And I'm also planning this other day 
to do today? Where I'll go there and I'll go there. And I'll... Do you ever do it with a night out, right? You've been invited to summer and you're making plans with two sets of people simultaneously and then all of a sudden it's, oh shit, that's the same night. Right, okay. Do you know that sort of thing? Yes, okay. So I'll settle down here like I did this morning. Yeah. Doing some editing, that's fine. And answering him saying, yeah, I'll be there at what... Ah! And then all of a sudden it's like, hang on, I'm not here. Oh, blimey. So it's like just okay. two days in one, isn't it? Oh, God. Do you get what yeah. I mean? And then as the day goes on, it's like a sort of badminton of, oh, I'll go there and I'll record the podcast with Paul. Then I'll do that. And then I'll. Do you know what I mean? Oh, no, I, yeah, I think so. Yeah. You're sort of like, how can. It might be a left and right hemisphere thing. How can you plan two days alongside each other? Well, is it just that you forgot what day you were doing things? Hmm. No. No, for example, the the gig the other night, the Griffin gig. Yeah. Right. I'd also agreed to do something else. And it wasn't until Friday, it was like, oh shit, I'm planning to do two things. At this. Is this because I'm going mad? Yes. I've always been like yeah, yeah, this. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, 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 this is insanity. This isn't a normal thing. It's not thing. insanity. It is. So when you're saying to me, you know when you do this, I'm thinking, no. No, I don't do this. I plan one day. Occasionally, someone will say, oh, should we do that on Friday? And I'll go, yeah, go on, because I've forgotten I've planned something. But I don't mm. sit there and plan two simultaneous days to yeah. try and live at the same time. That's impossible, and therefore that's mad. That's proper mad. Is it? Well, that explains yeah. a lot, then. It, it, it does. I, I No, but, that's... Go on. I don't know. Maybe I just like keeping my options open. <laughs> I don't know, mate. I don't know. Well, it's fine until it. you can't remember, though, isn't it? And then all Well, of that's a sudden, the main thing. It's, it's, it's just I issue. arrive at a sort of a nexus where yeah. it's kind of like, oh, no, that's the same time. Well, what you could do, though... <laughs> <laughs> what you could do... Yeah. Because you've got, you know, you've, you know you've got your leatherette phone case that you have. I was... Yes. Right, so you've got that. You've got the you've got the old you know Dairy Milkman advert uh, look it's, it's going. Yeah. What about a diary, a little leather diary that you could keep? You'd like that. A little leather diary. What yeah. what utility? Oh, yeah, but oh, I if I wrote it down. You wrote it down. You keep it in your inside pocket of your jacket. So and you then feel you a... get it out and look like you're organised. There you go. But, you know, you'd look a bit like Jack Regan in the Sweeney when he's sort of looking at notes of local scrotes. That's true. But it'd end up as like a flick book of a donkey pissing or something, wouldn't it? Look, <laughs> you know what I mean? What are you looking at? Nothing. <laughs> Compose matchbox. Yeah. Well, you could always... Oh, it's worth a go, I think. It's but worth a go, sure. Give it a I, shot, but I, this you isn't, know. This isn't my image. This isn't me, dear. Um, it was an erroneous purchase. I don't know what I was thinking. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I I love the fact that it exists. I know you do. I, I know really you do. do. I enjoy oh, that top. When I squoze it over my uh, six stone heavier ample frame, mm. yeah, um, you enjoyed yourself then. I would. I did absolutely. You did. But what I think. What I think now He's is eating that maybe all the milk tree. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Then what we should do now is when I next see you in in the flesh on Tuesday, is it? Mm. I think maybe. As you are six stone lighter, you should wear that. No. No, no, no you should. I no, don't no, think no. it'll be funny now. I think... Oh, it is funny. No, I think it'll look great. And I think you should come in and wear that. With the tweed. With the tweed. With the tweed. Yeah. 
You know, you never know. I might. I think do. it's worth a shot. I might do. Give it a shot. Why I not? might do. Um, I also yes. managed to trawl around the charity shops yesterday. Oh, yeah, go on. Um, have I exhausted the found nice things? Yes. And you'll be delighted to know that I have completed my Sopranos collection for only £2.75. So the rewatch is on. Series 1, £2.79. Oof. £2.75. There are an awful lot of very good programmes, of course, that you could watch. That you, you you've never yet. watched The Sopranos, though, have you? No, absolutely not. If you did, you'd know. Well, I'd know I hated it. So You've it's... never seen it? No, I'm not going to watch it. No, so it's basically, is it that man who's now dead, right, who sounds yeah. a bit Italian, and people get shot and shit? There's a fair degree of that in it. but it's also... None of that. None of that appeals to me. Yeah, that's just window dressing. It's it's actually a, a real examination of the pressures and strains psychologically and interfamilially and societally of being the head of a crime organisation. Right, but why do I need to know this? Because I'm never going to want to meet somebody like that. I'd phone the police. Well, I know that. That's why you can sit in your house and just watch it on the telly. But then instead I of don't... knowing these chaps. But I'd rather watch The Cedar Tree I'm never going to meet them either. They're from the 30s. They're all dead. Mm-hmm. But but I'd rather spend time with them than that chap who looks a bit like Ray Winston who shoots people. Well, I like The Sopranos. But, but I don't understand why. It's very glossy, isn't it? It's really good. It's proper acting. It's American proper acting. It's American. It's Lee Strasberg. It's Actors Studio. It's that whole sort of continuum that Scorsese is a part of. And if do you, you don't like Martin Scorsese films, though, do you? No, I don't like them. They're far yeah, well, too Yeah, well, I love them. Well, go on, why? Give me one that I should watch and why. Taxi Driver. No, absolutely not. I've sat through most of that. Somebody said, oh, Harvey Keitel's great in it. He I is. hated it. No, he is. He might well be. No, I hated the film. Couldn't oh I couldn't be bothered with this. Goodfellas? No. <laughs> no, because we're going immediately into this territory of oh shooty bang bang and people oh no. Oh, it's so good. Has he ever made a comedy? Yeah. Come on. King of comedy. With De Niro and oh. Jerry Lee. Oh, Jerry Lewis. Like, don't like well, what Jer- no, don't like De Niro. Which was pastiched. And uh, paralleled beautifully in uh, Joker from 2018 or 19. Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, oh Joker's brilliant. No, again, I just... Oh, mate, it's, it's stunning stuff. Yeah, but it's long, isn't it? Why have all films got to be long these days? Every you, single the bloody film. quality of it. No, it doesn't. It's not immersive. If it's three hours. Your ass goes numb. That's the opposite of being well, immersed in it. He did. Films should be eighty-five minutes long. When films used to be eighty-five minutes long, I'd sit there and I could sit through a film as a child. Now everything's three hours long, and I don't wish to watch it. I know your ideal film. Go on. Wicked Lady Margaret Lockwood. Oh. I bet that's about eighty minutes. That's what it, it's. It's seventy-eight minutes. Oh. That was one of them that came on. Do you remember when ITV went to all night? Yes. And one Sunday night, I'd watched, I don't know, whatever rubbish it was. Oh. And um, and then it was like Wicked Lady. And I saw, I, that was the days when, you know. The Wicked Lady. Margaret Lockwood. Uh, what's her name? James Mason. That's yeah. it. 
Oh, it's magnificent. It's a great film. It's a shot at Lime Grove, of course. Proper studios, proper film. Not a load of Americans shooting each other because we wouldn't have. We'll agree to disagree on that. Um, So I got Uh, that for two seventy-five out the charity shop. Well, they should have paid you to take it. Yes, quid. Oh, fair play. Now note the casual swastika. Absolutely, on the front of here. Yeah, Um, they wouldn't do that nowadays. I doubt it very much. But look at that for a list of tunes. Can you read that? Yes, there we go. Theme from Colditz. Yeah. Lovely. That's eye level uh, from Van der Velk. Sleepy Shores. A bit of Johnny Pearson. I love Johnny Pearson music. No, that's that's lovely. Theme from Sam. That's a necessary purchase, that one. A quid, mate. Ah, perfect. And on the Morrison's free table this week, I took a punt here because I like his Shakespeare book. And I think yeah. I've got a classic here. Uh, notes from a small island, Bill Bryce. Yeah, I've got you. Have got a classic there. I thought so. I've heard oh. so many people tell me about. So with uh, the H. V. Martin in Search of England, mm. the uh, thing you were on about before that I need to buy. Yeah, the old, uh, the old weird Albion. Yeah, and a bit of Bill Bryson. I think I got the old, you know, uh, so so you call geography thing going on. I think we can fully immerse in what we need to over the winter. And my last purchase. Go on. Because as you recall, I was fretting a little bit about not buying it the other week. Mm. So I returned and bought Clarence for two quid. There you go. I have fond memories of Clarence. It was Monday night, BBC Two at nine o'clock, wasn't it? That's correct, yeah. And there he is with lovely Josephine Chusen, who just died recently. I I remember. Um, But he'd kind of semi-retired, but he was going to do one last thing. This is the last thing he was going to do, absolutely. And yeah. Um, Now, is this a Roy Clark one? Or did he write it himself as Gerald, whatever he used to call himself? I'd have to do the old uh, Clarence thing myself over here. Yeah, out they come. Uh, Okay. Start Mrs. Doyle. I thought you were Marilyn Monroe. Um, he was great, wasn't he? Pat Mustard. Yeah. Uh, written by Bob Ferris. Thelma, 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 my love. That sounds like uh, Ronnie's written that, doesn't it? I think Ronnie's written that, absolutely. Naming it after there a character go. in The Likely Lads. Yeah, that's that's Ronnie Yeah, writing yeah. his own stuff. Wonderful. Yeah, oh, you know what? It's it's only what six episodes or so. Just enjoy it for what it is. It's just comedy legends. Just all right. We'll just do this one. Oh, they're just fucking around. Just they are to it. I'm gonna watch it. I watched all Gas and Gators when David was up here. He insisted Absolutely. that that went on. Oh and, yeah, uh, that's wonderful. So you know, and the last thing is it. It's mm-hmm. been a busy weekend on spending. It has. It has. Uh, you cost me ten ninety nine before. Did I? I went whilst I was idly strolling yeah. through Morrison's. Uh, I went looking for that Doctor Who 60th Daily Mirror thing. Oh, yes. And saw this. The golden, the, the complete story of Yes. The oh, albums. Look the, at that. I can't read it back to front. The albums, the songs, the concepts. There we um, go. 1099, nice one. Necessary, but 1099 for a, for a magazine. For a magazine. How much is Doctor Who magazine now? Oh, 799. Holy mother Mary, oh God. I know. Jesus much, Christ. But, yeah, uh, yes. that's, a, that's a bit much. Every month. Mm. I should right subscribe, now. but won't. I'm like, no, absolutely why not. Why is it cheaper? That, well, a little bit, but that's always felt like one of the things where I don't see why I should, and I think they should probably just send it. Yeah, you know that, I mean? that just... requires a certain degree of telekinesis on their part, though. Sapphire and Steel style. 
absolutely fine with that. I think they need to crack on a little and just sort of just chuck me a copy. Just for me to look at and sign off in a Patrick Weimark way. Yes, I'm happy. Everybody else can yes, have it Yes, just now. leave that damn thing on the step. Yeah, Jenny. Yeah. Yes. But they'd look up and see you in your uh, sarong or whatever it is you had on the other day. Yes. <laughs> and they'd just be like, oh, he's all right. Yeah, absolutely. He might um, be a bit mad, but at least he doesn't plan two days at once. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Which is, you know, a, a real sign, I think. You know what the Griffin show, what was funny? I had to, someone rang me right in the interval, which was lucky. Mm. Um, and it was a business thing. So, you know, maybe I was a little bombastic on the phone. Yeah, yeah. Buy, buy, sell. <laughs> um, none of that, but I was probably a bit bombastic. Um, right. And uh, anyway, I, anyway, um, I went for a, a slash. So I, 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 I removed myself from the call and was told that once I went, this woman in front went, thank God for that. And then, later on in the show, Brian name-checked me. Right. And he was saying, oh, I was only up here recently doing this show, and the Bonzo Dog, and, and Michael Libsley, and all this, which I thought was very sweet. Yeah. Um, and that woman who'd said that went, God, I wish I'd known about that. I'd have gone. God, why didn't we know about this? And I found that quite amusing. Yes. yes. You don't deserve to, that's why. No. Mm. I'd walk on and just say, thank God he's gone. <laughs> um, Indeed, but at least I didn't talk during the performance. No, never do that. Absolutely never. never. No, it's no. the last taboo for me. That one. People who talk during a performance. I just no. I was texting. But what? Why? As I went in, Sally, who's the wife of Dave, the drummer, mm-hmm. wanted to get into the place to sit at the back so she could tell the sound guy Roy, who you know. I know Roy. Yes. Yeah. Um who was put at the side. The only place the guy could go with his mixing desk was the side of the stage. Mm. And so they wouldn't let her in. I don't know why. And so she said, oh, would you mind just telling me if things need... So I'm sat there doing bloody text and that turned the guitar up a bit, turned the drums down a bit. So, necessary, really. No, that's okay. All right, necessary. But I, still, I was still uncomfy with it, though, mate. That was part of the show. It so was I'm part fine of the with show. that. It People... was part of the show. People, however, who choose to do that whilst the show is going on and have, do not have an emergency, I do think some sort of... It's that glow of the phone, isn't it's it? The it's the glow like, of the phone, oh, and all I can on. think is they wouldn't be able to do that if you cut their hands off. And you wouldn't need to do it more than once or twice and people would get the message. Well, they'd have no hands. There you go. Yeah. Nobody else would risk it. No. Absolutely Simple policy, not, that. Anyway, dear, that's my chicken ready. I need to take that out of the oven. Oh, hey, is that a euphemism? It, it right. is. And I um, need a big piss as well. So yeah, I could do we... one of them. Yeah. The, the piss cellars are full. I've noticed this <laughs> concept of piss cellars. You you know, I don't mean people like buy it here. Do you I mean as in under a building, a cellar full of piss? Chambers within the old bladder. Because, you know, the popular conception is as you get older, you have to pee more. Yeah. Well, it seems to have gone the other way with me. And I really? can, yeah, I can sleep all through the night, right? But then get up and have a massive piss. See, I, I am finding I'm having to have a, like a 4 a.m. piss. And then if I'm not careful, I'm just awake. But I still need another massive piss in the morning. I think it's to do with the fact that I always have a cup of tea yeah. shortly before bed. And so obviously, normally during the day, you'd just, you'd piss out some of that just as you went. Yes. Whereas it, it ends piss up as with a go. full cup of tea sat there. Full cup of piss. Full cup of piss. <laughs> <laughs> but um, 
yeah what i've noticed is in the morning it's just like one cellar empties then there's another one it's like there's like four pisses so can like, you feel different areas emptying yeah, in the yeah, body literally you know <clears throat> that the human bladder is capable of holding nine pints mine isn't no it feels uncomfortable after one right well how do they know then do they is that when before the man died they went oh that's nine and then he just died well nine you can do maybe I reckon it's that. I reckon they killed a man to find out. Yeah. Well, that's how all our innovations come about, isn't it? Because after you have a pint, you know, in the pub, and you go, oh, I'm fine. You have a second pint, and you go, oh, I'm fine. Then you get to the third, oh, I need third. a wee. And from that point, you're that's just... That's it. You're just pissing then, constantly. It's just a loop, isn't it? Well, that's it. So I don't see there's any Urinals chance. at the bar. Oh, that I would often, work. I often just like that anyway, mate. Yes. Just like having a slash in there. It's like, hey, fuck off, splashy Dave. But I, I doubt you could get nine pints in there because I think I after can't. that. No. But in a morning, I appear to have like all this extra storage. That's that's stunning. And what I've noticed lately is like I can five minutes later have another massive piss. Oh yeah, like the so other chambers a... have opened up. All right, okay. So what you empty about two, but there's another. It's a bit like the Titanic, isn't it? With all of its uh, sort of chambers the underneath ballast. that could be filled with water. That's it. But like the Titanic. If you just have one chamber slightly too much, you are going to wake up covered, drowning in piss. Rainbow at the bottom of the bed. Absolutely, you just know. soaked in piss. Or waking up with a map of China across your pants. <laughs> <laughs> right then, dear boy. Yes, I'd best right. let you take your uh, chicken out. And, Pop my chicken um, out the oven. My beef's it. nearly done, so there. There we go. Right, well, we hope you all enjoyed whatever that was, and uh, we hope you all have a lovely week at home. Uh, and until the next time, goodbye. Bye bye. Presented by Sir Michael Livesley and Lady Paul Carmichael. The music was written by Michael Livesley and the flutes were played by Andy Frizzell and John No Jokes Please Lewis. Nice Things is a Guilty Dog production. Nice